Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Locked On Giants. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, of The Record. For all my coverage of the New York Giants, check out NorthJersey.com, the print editions of The Record, and across the USA Today network. It is Thursday, November 16th. We are back, and with a nod to Mike and Mike, better than ever. Mike and Mike finishing up their long-standing radio show tomorrow morning on ESPN Radio, so always like to give a nod to shows that I've listened to through the years. Mike Francesa in New York, signing off a month from yesterday, had his big celebration out there on Long Island at the Tillis Center. Uh, I'm sure all of you in Mongo Nation enjoy uh, every last bit of Mike Francesa's run on WFAN. So that's my open regarding sports talk radio in the area and uh, like I said Locked On Giants is back the Locked On Podcast Network has moved that's part of the reason why we've had a a hiatus really since the Giants went on their bye Uh, I apologize for the inconsistencies of the show uh, this season I guess it's fitting to how well the 1-8 and eight Giants have played. But I have not given up on the show. I have not quitting, as some Giants anonymous they will remain uh, believe that they have on Ben McAdoo and company. But the Lockdown Podcast Network has moved from Audio Boom to Panopoly. And... You can still find us and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And also just search us, Locked On Giants, and you'll be able to find all of our shows moving forward. So it was an interesting day over in East Rutherford. Obviously yesterday we had the Ben McAdoo uh, brutally honest team meeting assessing the play of the New York Giants. Um, McAdoo essentially in a team meeting. You know, now some things you need to know when the team breaks down film, they usually do it by position group. And then if they do, they get together with their side of the ball. So offense will break down offense, defense will break down defense. That's why when you're in the locker room, some players, when you question them on the other side of the ball, will say, I don't really watch the other side of the ball. So. Um, That's kind of when a head coach comes into play where you need to be more of a global coach and not just a uh, side-of-the-ball specific head coach. Uh, And I think that's kind of what Ben McAdoo uh, failed at uh, early part of this season. And whether or not he's now succeeding at that, uh, the results haven't shown up on game day. So I'd still say that that is probably his... Uh, one of his two greatest flaws as a head coach is that he has not been able to lead out front of the entire team and then obviously the connection or the disconnect uh, with his players when adversity has struck this season. Uh, but McAdoo, you know, the question is what took him so long? But in the for the sake of accountability, he brought the entire team together, the entire active roster, 53 guys, Uh, plus whoever else is on the practice squad and such, to watch the film of Sunday. They didn't watch the entire game. They pulled out uh, some positive plays, some negative plays, clearly, and they were more negative than positive. Positive 
You got to like what you saw out of Avery Moss early. You got to love what you saw from Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram. Uh, Orleans Darqua, DJ Fluker showed some signs. Eric Flowers, according to Pro Football Focus, has not given up a sack since week two. Obviously, the Giants have game planned around that a little bit. Uh, but give credit to Flowers. He's improving. Uh where he was coming from to where he is now as an offensive lineman, uh, he has improved. Uh, where he is now as an offensive lineman, that's up for debate as to whether or not he is a viable starter in this league, let alone someone worthy of the number nine overall pick uh, that the Giants plucked him with. Uh, but my message, <clears throat> my takeaway out of McAdoo's message in the team meeting yesterday is. You know, he's trying to hold guys accountable. Uh, there, As Dominique Rogers-Cromarty said, and, and what talk about irony, you know, DRC, four and a half weeks ago, and if you watch the video that I took of DRC at his locker yesterday, uh, you'll probably enjoy it. You'll hear me an, asking him questions just to respond to the idea that in, in the span of five weeks, Dominic Rogers-Cromarty has gone from the guy who was painted out as quitting on the team by leaving... Uh, when he was frustrated with Ben McAdoo leaving the facility that day, getting suspended for a week, and now he is the voice of reason of this team, which is crazy in and of itself, the idea that DRC has been able to make this turnaround. Now, some of that comes from the way he deals with the media. Uh, He's been very forthright over the last couple weeks has kind of been out there, stood at his locker. DRC's always been a guy who's looked to get out of the locker room very quickly. Not that he didn't want to be accountable, but he had other places to go. Uh, I've told you stories about how quite a character he is. Uh, But the fact remains is now DRC is the voice of reason. You know, and talking about how the Giants, losing games is one thing. Losing the games the way they're losing it with perceived lack of effort. Um, I think that's kind of uh, where the Giants are at now moving forward is that they're not even worrying about the scoreboard as much as they are worrying about effort. And when you start talking about effort and putting effort plays on the board, from the video board for teams for the team to watch, as DRC said, the last thing you want to be is the guy who just got called out in a team meeting. And not by name. From what I understand, Ben McAdoo did not call out players by name. Uh, but the film doesn't lie. And when you show those particular plays up on the board in front of the entire team, it's hard to walk back into the locker room and look your teammates in the face if you're not giving them 100% effort. And I think that's kind of where the Giants are at right now. So do I expect more effort from the Giants this Sunday? I do, early on. Uh, but let's not forget, this Kansas City Chiefs team poses a big threat. And... We'll get to that momentarily. We'll talk about that and uh, where they go from here. But first, just wanted to remind you, check out the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's one of the fastest-growing podcast sports podcast companies in the country, spreading coast-to-coast. Every NFL and NBA team is represented Uh, Make sure you hammer that subscribe button for Locked On NFL. And if you're an NBA fan, head on over to Locked On Knicks. Boy, between Porzingis and Hardaway Jr., 
It's amazing what happens when Phil Jackson and Carmelo Anthony are not in town. So, reminder, it's your team every day with the Locked On Podcast Network. So today in East Rutherford, Giants were back out there on practice. A couple couple tidbits. I wouldn't expect to see Justin Pugh for at least another week, maybe two. But from what I understand, there is no thought yet to put him on injured reserve, that there is hope that his back will calm down, that maybe he came back a little too early last week. Uh, You know, Pugh is fighting the idea of he's got a lot to prove for next year. He's going to become a free agent. Obviously, he wants to be here with the Giants, uh, so he wants to stay healthy. But he also knows that if he goes out there and is banged up and has to come back out like he did in San Francisco, well, against San Francisco in Santa Clara, then he's only hurting himself and the team. So it's one to watch there. I think you will see, uh, from what I gather, Chad Wheeler and Bobby Hart will be a straight-up competition this week in practice. Wheeler will have an opportunity. I'm told they've been splitting reps to this point with the first team. So we'll see how that plays out. But at least it's a step forward for Chad Wheeler, undrafted rookie from USC. Uh, I was a proponent of this move a couple weeks ago when I did the story about five suggestions to make the Giants worth watching uh, over the course of the rest of the season. Wheeler at right tackle instead of Hart was one of them that I recommended. uh, Just based on I've seen what Bobby Hart can do. Uh, And to me at this point, yes, it's about being competitive. Yes, it's about winning football games if you are the Giants. uh, But it's also about evaluation. So I need to see Wheeler uh, in action. So I don't know necessarily if this is the week that you want to put in Chad Wheeler with Justin Houston zeroing in on the right tackle of the New York Giants. So I think you may see Bobby Hart there anyway just based on experience. But if you're going to start a guy and you want to play him, maybe it's best that Wheeler does get a shot at home this weekend. Now, I know the crowd may turn on the Giants quickly, but starting at home is probably a lot better than starting on the road on Thanksgiving night in prime time against the Washington Redskins. So just something to think, you know, think about there. I'm not 100% sold at Damon Harrison with his... Uh, Right ankle injury, he practiced today, but on a limited basis. I'm not convinced that he will be on the field Sunday. I guess it remains to be seen. I think the Giants should be very smart with snacks. So uh, I'd I'd expect to see more of a rotation, uh, more snaps for Jay Bromley and Robert Thomas. And then obviously Dalvin Tomlinson has been a constant up front. Really one of the the more underappreciated players Uh, for the Giants uh, this season as a rookie second-round draft pick from Alabama. Uh, Before I wrap up today's show, and again, we'll be back tomorrow. I got some stuff cooking for you. Uh, I got a story I'll tell you about tomorrow that's going to post on NorthJersey.com. 1976, if the Giants lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, they will match the worst start in franchise history since 76. At 1-9, that team opened 0-9. That was the last season that a a head coach was fired in season for the Giants, Bill Arnsbarger. Talked to Harry Carson. Had a great conversation with Harry Carson. 
the story on Harry will post tomorrow. Uh, he had a lot of great things to say about his legacy, the legacy of the Giants, and this current team. Uh, I was also working on a project for Thanksgiving, and we will uh, I'll kind of reveal that a little bit later on next week. Uh, but looking forward to that. I'll leave you with this story, which is kind of funny. Saturday night, USC, UCLA. Josh Rosen, quarterback, UCLA, versus Sam Darnold, quarterback, USC. Obviously, if the Giants are in the top three, those two guys as franchise quarterbacks potentially have been discussed around the league, in league circles. I don't know how the Giants feel about them individually yet, Uh, but it was kind of funny in the locker room today, Paul Perkins, the birthday boy on Thursday, representing UCLA, and then Chad Wheeler and Red Ellison for USC. Uh, really, really taking it to Perkins a little bit. And uh, then I ended up talking to Devon Kennard for USC. Uh, and it, it was kind of funny, their exchange. But as they're going back and forth, uh, who's better, who's this, who's that, DJ Fluker comes walking by and just says, Roll Tide, we in the championship already. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. Uh, and then Fluker and Brad Wing, of course, the LSU-Alabama connection, they start going at it back and forth about LSU Alabama. So this guy, your your uh, host, was standing in the middle of a USC UCLA battle, and then it was a LSU Alabama battle that broke out. Uh, the college stuff within NFL locker rooms is very entertaining. Uh, I have to admit, Olivier Vernon and Uh, Romeo Aquara got into a little Miami Notre Dame bet from last week. Check out Olivier's Instagram if you want to see the the results of the Miami whacking of Notre Dame. What happened to Romeo and what he had to wear. Uh, But when I joked with Avery Moss, he said, well, Youngstown State isn't really involved. I reminded him that I went to UMass and UMass beat Youngstown State, so I took I, I went out on top today uh, as far as the college debates within the Giants locker room. So again, that's where we're at. Uh, keep an eye on right tackle; that'll be interesting. I know a lot of you want to see Chad Wheeler. We'll see how that plays out, and we'll be back tomorrow. So thanks for listening to today's Locked On Giants. Reminder: Check out all my coverage on NorthJersey.com in the print editions of the record and across the USA Today Network. Have a good night. We'll talk to you tomorrow.